0: Hello, I'm Martijn Graat, and this is Does Logistics Matter? A podcast on trends and innovations in supply chain and logistics. Answering yes to the question today is Frank Breedijk, Chief Information Security Officer at schubert Phillips. In this episode, we talk about how hackers hack into corporate systems and installations, examples of actual cybersecurity attacks in supply chain and logistics, what you can do to prevent being hacked, and what you need to do when you do get hacked. Please enjoy my conversation with Frank Bredijk. Frank, welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, My first question is always, does logistics
1: matter? Um, Yeah, I think you can hardly argue that logistics doesn't matter. we're we're increasingly in a world where um where where logistics matter because um you get your food delivered to your house uh you order stuff from china that gets shipped to your house uh companies stopped stockpiling and, and relying on local resources um i think without logistics the world comes to a <laughs> halt
0: yeah yeah it it will sure do um can can you what is your uh, what is your um
1: uh, your connection to logistics um i i think my my connection to logistics is is the same as uh, the average citizen I, I i don't work for a logistics company i work for an it company uh obviously we have customers in that that are in some sort of supply chain or in logistics or or have something to do with logistics but i'm not a logistics expert uh by any mean and and maybe that makes me an odd duck here in this uh in this show um, but, um, yeah, it's, it's just, for me, it's just normal. um uh, uh, yeah. The normal connection with logistics that everybody has.
0: Yeah. Uh, and you, you work in an IT company and your specialty is, uh, cyber security.
1: Yeah. I'm i I'm a chief information security officer or a C-cell as it's called, which, um, basically means that, that the buck stops at me. Um. <laughs> When when there's something uh, something involved with uh, with security, uh, and besides that, I'm a volunteer for a, for a Dutch uh, cybersecurity initiative. Okay, and which initiative is that? That's the Dutch Institute for Vulnerability Disclosure, a uh, group of volunteers that tries to make uh, the internet and the world uh, safer by finding vulnerabilities and reporting them.
0: Ah, so and this is what uh, uh, I I think the public knows as the white hackers
1: uh ethical hacking ethical uh, hack res- yeah that's resp- even better responsible disclosure white white hat um is, is yeah it's the older term that's that's being used like the cowboy movies where you immediately knew who the bad guy was yeah yeah, yeah. because he was wearing the black hat and um and i wish real life was as um yeah, it, it, this thing would happen, it would, would be there in the real life as well. Yeah, if, only yeah, yeah, if only they had hats. Yeah, if only people would wear hats, like I'm a good guy. That yeah, would that really be, help. That
0: would be either. But I, uh, but I agree with you, ethi- uh, ethical hacker uh, does sound much better. Um, so, so um, IT security has been uh, a, a big issue in the past years uh, in logistics. We've uh, and supply chain. We, we've seen some uh, terrible uh, examples with a huge impact. Uh, Maersk has been uh, impacted. Uh, CMA to, to name two shipping lines. Um, a huge logistics service provider, Expeditors, has been uh, the the victim uh, of an attack. Um, um, FedEx has been uh, uh, hit, and there are many more. There's the Colonial Pipeline. So, so we have many examples where uh, supply chains have been impacted by by cyber cybersecurity. Um, can you can you uh, can you explain the basics?
1: Yeah. So, so what you see in in all these things is that it's uh, it it revolves around uh, ransomware, and 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 I think we can say that. Um, well, we've had the Corona pandemic, but I think there's also a ransomware pandemic uh, going on, and it's not specifically targeting uh, targeting logistics; it's targeting everybody. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, and 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 the key thing with ransomware is um, so. So I've been in this business in the IT security business for a, a long time, uh, in the sense that that this field is relatively new, and I've I've been doing something with IT security for. for Twenty odd years now yeah so 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 ransomware, when I was in college we 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 learned, and this was uh, admittedly a long time ago um but um twenty years ago, I learned that that they would steal your data and they would sell it to your competitor, mm-hmm. um, but cyber criminals grew smart, and they figured out that there was one party that was willing to pay more than your worst competitor uh for your data, uh, and that's you, yeah. And, and 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 because you know how much it hurts not to be able to get to your own data you know exactly what is in your data you know much how much reputational damage you will get if your data gets gets leaked um and and it's got a, uh, a ransomware tech has basically got three phases yeah um there's the in phase And and during the in phase, uh, they will infiltrate your company. And that can be as easy as getting an email. You click on it. It says um, you have to log in back to your Google Workspace or your Office 365 or your your Office environment. You type your username, you type your password. It doesn't work. You type it again. It works. Uh, But the first time, it wasn't actually Office 365 or Google Workspace. It was the attacker. And they now have your password. Yeah. And they can go into your environment. Um, But it could also be things like uh, that exchange server that that somebody manages for you or you manage yourself that you forgot to patch this month. And there's a vulnerability in there, a way to open the door and get into the server and and start from there. And then in most attacks, for a long time, nothing will happen because then we're in the true phase. And yeah. in the true phase, um, they will try to move what we call move what we call is moving laterally. They will try to get from that one system they have into each and every every other system. And in the meantime, they often also download your data. Yeah. Um, and and why they do that, I'll get to that later. Okay. But they get data from you. They get into your systems, and they try to find to to get as big a hole. And maybe they try to learn something about you. Um, maybe if you have a cyber insurance, how much profit you make, what customers you have. Ah. And then we get to the phase where people usually notice that something is going on and that's the out phase. The, yeah. the phase in which they're trying to get money out of you. That and
0: uh, and that, that's the phase where users see their screen blocked with I uh, don't the pirate flag and
1: the... <laughs> yeah. And and they get a get a very very um, friendly reminder or friendly message saying um, we demand this amount of money in some sort of cryptocurrency, uh, Bitcoin. Uh, although Bitcoin is not that popular anymore, it's now often more more often Monero or another digital currency. Okay, and they say pay here, um, and that's how they get their money out. But that's also where. Your business stops, yeah, so if you look at at logistics, for instance, I think the least um, the least vulnerable to this this attacks are for instance, the lng terminals, the liquefied natural gas mm-hmm. terminals, because that's so explosive they don't allow electronics on 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 plant, yes, so everything is written with a crayon on a clipboard and, <laughs> and people know <laughs> what was safe. in the ship, you won't have a problem, <laughs> but if you look at a at, at for instance, a container terminal. Um, nobody knows which container is where. Yeah, it's all in the computers. So if that gets ransomed,
0: then yeah, the, 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 then the, then, the, then you're lost. Yeah, it, the, the, it everything stops.
1: Every everything stops yeah. because we we simply you can show up with your truck and say I need, and you can give the container number and you can tell this is my container. It should be on this huge terrain here somewhere, but you just won't be able to find it. Yeah. Um, and, and, and everything is any yeah and then that those are the two ends of the spectrum but yeah um, you even see that plannings are so tight with trucks uh, that if you're not able to access your computer and your communication technology um, well at least it will get a whole lot more inefficient but often you won't even be able to drive because if you're in the in in the business of delivering uh, packages for a web shop, you don't know where, well, you might know where to pick up the packages, but you don't know where to deliver them anymore. Yeah,
0: I, that, that's true. Yeah, the, the planning, everything, everything yeah. stuff, it, it becomes extremely slow. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or Best case.
1: Best case or um, a worst case, and that's what happened to, to uh, during the attack on Colonial Pipelines. Mm-hmm. They didn't actually manage to hold the systems that operated the pipeline but um they weren't sure if these systems were okay or not okay and the safety risks of 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 losing that that those systems in the middle of the operation Mm -hmm. was too great a risk and they decided to halt the operation of the colonial pipeline yeah Uh, and i think the the well we're here in the netherlands i think the the most um the, the most well known to, to the general public is, is is what's now labeled the cheese hack. The um, cheese hack. Cheese yeah. hack. There was a logistics partner um that uh one of the things they did was um the logistics around cheese for the largest Dutch supermarket. Mm-hmm. And it actually led to notices in supermarkets where there were little pieces of paper in 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 the coolers saying sorry there's no cheese today because of a cyber attack on one of our logistics partners yeah um and i think we'll survive a couple of days without cheese <laughs> we should be fine but a even lot of, even but, being dutch <laughs> yeah but, but a lot of medicine nowadays gets shipped through mail as well yeah and and a lot of other things arrive in our houses on demand
0: yeah the, and there's definitely more critical items than cheese yes yeah
1: for sure but it's just a good illustration of of of, of what can happen
0: yeah. So, and you were you were saying they they first they get in and then they move laterally and um and I think uh, when we talked before the podcast, um you spoke about uh, the hack at Maersk and and I think that was a great example of uh, how they got in to the system at at some point, and then started moving laterally.
1: Yes and 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 the Mersk hack is is really interesting in the sense that I don't think it was it, it wasn't targeted at at Maersk. Okay. It, it it's um so yeah in order to 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 explain it uh, I need to explain a little bit what what happened there. Yeah, so taste. um it it started with a um so so the way they got in was through an update of a bit of software. And it was a very specific piece of software mm-hmm. that was very much targeted towards the Ukrainian, uh, to, towards the Ukrainian market. Okay, because it's software Medoc that is designed to file your VAT tax report for the Ukrainian market. Yeah, that's and very it only specific. only got the Ukrainian tax laws in there, so. Um, why would you target that software? Because you're targeting Ukraine Ukrainian companies. Yeah. Um, I'm asking an office in, in the Ukraine. And what happened in the Ukraine was that, uh, what, what happened there was that that software all of a sudden started to either encrypt or wipe. Uh, to this day, it's not really clear or, or it's actually pretty clear now it looked like a ransomware attack, but it was actually a wiper attack. It was really aimed just at sabotage. Yeah, what's the difference? So um, ransomware is is really, I do it for the ransom. So I'm taking... So I'm, I'm taking, blocking your system. I'm blocking your system, but I'm holding your system hostage. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 like kidnapping, but then data napping. Yes. I, I grab your data, I make it inaccessible to you. And if you give me money, I give back your child, yeah. or in this case, your data. Yes. Um. There then, are people who paid to get their data back, yeah, um because people think bitcoin payments are anonymous, they are anonymous, but they're also very visible, yeah, uh, everybody can see what everybody you can see which wallet paid what to which wallet, so the wallet that was used for the attack uh on 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 Maersk and other companies mm-hmm. uh, not petcha is it's called in my world, the not Pecha attacks um that wallet. Receive money, mm-hmm. and that money is still in that wallet. Okay. So, if they were after it for the money, which most criminals are, mm-hmm. um, I think Will uh, Will suddenly misquote misquoted saying, "Why do you rob banks? Well, oh, because that's where the money is." Yeah. Uh, why do you ransom systems? Because that's how I make money. Mm-hmm. Um, in this case, the money was deposited, and nobody took the money out. Okay. Which. Um it, it's actually suspected that Mask wasn't brought down by criminals but by uh what we call nation state actors. Okay. Uh and and to make it more specific, uh, it's it generally thought that Russia this was Russia trying to do to, to an act of cyber war on the on Ukraine. Yeah. That well that, not, that makes sense. And 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 not a criminal gang trying to get money. So so but, actually
0: Mersk shutting down is just was
1: like bad luck and well collateral damage almost collateral damage it it was collateral damage and it's really interesting to see how an attack on the administrative processes of, of filing vat returns in the ukraine can proliferate and cause people cause the cranes here in the harbor of rotterdam to stop and um having to get people on a plane to an office in Africa to get the one surviving copy of their their general active directory their general identity mm-hmm. store and and I think one of the things that um uh, that that companies should realize in this day and age is that um uh, they should be better at separating the critical systems from the non critical systems yeah because the the uh, what we call the attack service, the the point where you can get in—of uh, an entire company—it's so big, but I shouldn't be able to go from filing tax returns to stopping stopping cranes in the harbor. That that, that, that that's <laughs> that's, a, that's like that's, like that's getting crazy. a heart attack from 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 a from a. Um, Fungus nail, or yeah, uh, yeah, hitting your toe. Yeah, it's like yeah. like 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 bumping your toe and then getting a cardiac arrest. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's uh, that shouldn't doesn't happen, and 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 that doesn't happen in the body because, well, that 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 heart muscle does something autonomous and it's protected. Yeah, uh, and of so so simple things that that should hurt you if your office network gets infected. That shouldn't stop your trucks from driving. Um, so so really put a good separation in maybe use different parties for your critical systems and your non-critical systems. Um, Because your critical systems also deserve more care than your non-critical systems.
0: Yeah. That makes perfect sense. So so the most, I would say, so what you're saying is the most important step is this critical, non-critical separation. Um, But there's uh, a lot of, uh, uh, I think, well, easier things or simpler things that they should do also.
1: Yeah, there's there's a whole lot of things you can do. So, so if you look at at the ecosystem of of cybercrime, um, you, you can differentiate a couple of things. But what you have to realize is these are criminal enterprises. Yeah, this is, in a way, you could say this is organized crime, and and you have different targets of, uh, you have different modes of operation. Uh, you have very determined attackers who really go like okay who sh- who has a lot of money who would be willing to pay that money and we're going to target those um that's that's like the bank robbers why do you, why do you rob a yeah. bank because that's where the money is yeah but you also have loads of more opportunistic um actors in that Yeah they world. just
0: walk through the street and they just wiggle every door they and, wiggle and then every when the door opens they jump in grab something and 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 run away
1: yeah, or if they wiggle a door and the door is open, they actually make a copy of your door key oh, yeah. when you leave it in the door. Yeah, and they do nothing because their specialty is not stealing. Their specialty is finding that initial access. Ah, yeah, and these these companies are and, and, and yeah, I call them companies or, or, or criminals, mm-hmm. uh, but they call themselves initial access brokers. So they literally sell on a marketplace on the dark web. They sell. I have access to this company, I have access to this company, I have ac- uh, this company. Who wants it? Okay. And then a ransomware operator takes over that access, Say I now have the key to your house. Um, I'm going to ransack the place. Yeah. And, and there's low-grade targets and high-grade targets. And there's people who say, you know what, I'll buy initial access. I'll go look around if there's anything value in it. Mm-hmm. And if it's a really high-priced target, it's maybe a bit too rich for me. I'll sell it on to another. And there's yeah. a whole marketplace and organization. And ransomware gangs are very well organized. They even have their own help desk. If you don't know how to buy Bitcoin, they'll, they'll connect you to a help desk operator who will watch <laughs> you just, through that's how to that's buy Bitcoins.
0: Just, that's, just, that's just crazy. So your, yeah, it's, your, it's, your system has been hacked. You're getting the message. So, and you say, well, I want to pay ransom, but I don't know how. On,
1: please hold. Please, please hold. I'll <laughs> transfer you to your help desk who will walk you through. Who oh, very friendly. Wow. And the same is, same is true with negotiations. These people have professional negotiators. Ah. So they'll do a professional negotiation if they have data on you. Uh, there's one case that, that is known where a, where a small company um, got ransomed, and, and the ransom demand was $2 million. Yeah. Now this is a a small company, so we did a turnover of 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 less than two million, let alone profit. Yeah. And and they asked in negotiations, like it's all good and fine that you ask two million, but I just, I don't have it. I don't have it. It's not not my pockets are not that deep. And the answer was, well, actually, we found on your network that you have a cyber insurance that pays out two million. Yeah. So I don't even want your money. I just want the insurance money. That was their negotiation tactics. Wow. But that's the level of, of um, sophistication that, that yeah. you're up. These, these guys are just like IT is getting more professional. IT crime has gotten a lot more professional as well. Um, you're not up against amateurs. You're not up against um, 15, 16-year-old people who are sitting in their mom's basement. Mm-hmm. Uh, playing criminal no, you're up against organized crime yeah, and really professional organizations yeah. with a. With and a, it's actually yeah. there's there's actually statistics around and obviously these are guesstimates because yeah, yeah they don't file tax returns <laughs> uh but but that the amount of money circulating in ransomware at this moment exceeds the amount of money that's circulating in drugs so so it's wow. the m- biggest crime sector in money compared to, to drugs and it's 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 less physical risk as well. Yeah. I mean uh, here here in the harbor you you have the the outhalers, the people who, who, yeah, try, the people to who uh, try to get drugs from a, containers. Yeah. Uh that that's dangerous physical work. Yeah. Um, I guess they feel a lot less threatened when they're sitting in their operation center behind their computer or maybe just at home behind their computer. Yeah well crooks work from home as well yeah yeah but but still there's a physical element etc so it's um yeah um it's 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 a big crime sector and and what are the things you can do um it's still opportunity makes makes the crime yeah so so unless you're being targeted and that's why i got to this thread it's like the the difference between being targeted and, and being a victim of opportunity a lot of cybercrime criminals, a lot of ransomware—sorry, a lot of cybercrime victims, ransomware victims—have uh, been targets of opportunity. Um, there's a there's a Dutch journalist, Hub uh, Moderkolk, who, uh, who for the Volkskrant did an interview uh, with a ransomware operator or somebody who claimed to be a ransomware operator. Mm-hmm. And obviously, this is difficult to verify because yeah, people don't post that on LinkedIn. <laughs> uh, you're chatting with somebody who says he does. But there was enough reason to believe that this person was at least to some degree credible. Yeah. And at some point, he asked, how do you select your victims? Hmm. And the answer was, we don't. Hmm. So if there was a new vulnerability and I think uh, well two weeks ago there was a, was a new vulnerability on on software called confluence uh, today there's a new vulnerability out on uh, on something on, on, on a product of Citrix um, you forge- can forget about the details yeah but if there's a new vulnerability out it basically means for the for, for the people who run around the street to see if doors are open it means they have a new trick. They have a new yeah. way to tap the lock and see if it opens. And they just go around, scan the entire internet and see, you know what? There's 5,000 servers here that that are exposed that I can get access into. Yeah. And I don't care. I'm going to sell on that access. And, and those are going to become the new ransomware victims. And these
0: are uh, vulnerabilities usually in software that then uh the, the a company like the the Citrix or the or, or Confluence needs to do a little bit of
1: programming yeah uh, uh and and that needs to be patched yeah see it see it like a recall action on 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 a car yeah so so you get you get a notice from your garage saying uh listen if if you hit the bumper on the wrong in the wrong place, your car will open yeah um, and then you have to go back to the garage to get it fixed. Now it this is software, so so there's a little bit less logistics involved uh, because software can be shipped uh yeah quite easily. Yeah. Um but it still require but but the other thing is it does require some action from you or your system administration or the company that that does your system administration for yep. you. Um and we we see over the years we see the window uh between the vulnerability being known and people taking advantage of it for ransomware or, or other crime, uh, we see that window shrinking. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you can see if, if right now, if you leave uh, your systems unpatched for a week or a month, or then you're already starting to get ransomware problems. Uh, so, so the windows are getting shorter, um, and that means you have to be more diligent, and that's why this crime of opportunities, it's important to realize um, because you have to make yourself a less likely target. Yeah. And that's, it's just a lot of hard work. It's dotting the I's, crossing the T's, making sure that you do. And and I think everybody, the Dutch National Cybersecurity Center has a, has a top 10 of basic baseline practices. Uh, Digital Trust Center in the Netherlands has that. Uh, CISA in America has published uh top 10 list of things you can do um so so I can sit here and, and, so, and produce but, another but yeah. but if you google uh 10 baseline security practices you you will get them
0: Yeah so uh, so so what you're saying is um you, you should patch but th- that's definitely not the only thing you should do but it's it's one yeah. of the most important And uh, so so
1: uh, so the most important things are are patch patch your systems uh, make sure your systems are well-maintained. Yep. So so if you're still running your own mail server, should you think about it? Maybe you should hand it off to a specialist. Uh, if you're using cloud services, uh, put on multi-factor authentication yep. uh, so that if they have your password, they still need something extra to get in, which makes it a lot harder. Um, separate your critical systems from your non-critical systems. Yep. And and now I just ticked off the first four. Uh, yeah, there there's more, but it's a lot of work, and it comes down to uh, proper maintenance, which is just like what do you do to prevent your truck being be, going out of? Uh, yeah, it's maintenance. Yeah, and we see a lot of unfortunately in my work at the, the DIVD, I see a lot of poor maintenance. I see systems that are not getting their patches for two, three, four, five months. We see evidence that people we warned have now been infected with with malware uh because when we send them an email for for warning we don't hear anything back and then 2 3 months later we get a mail back from that email address a reply to to the warning we send it's like hey i have that document you asked for it's here click the link by the way this is the password and if you click that document uh that's actually a bit of rant, a bit of malware And that's a way to get in so so i know there's infected systems out there that are not every system gets encrypted there's also systems that are being used to uh encrypt other systems and 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 it's a it's a bit similar to people's whose facebook accounts get hacked which then try to to send out messages to other people's facebook accounts saying hey um Click, click this link, and 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 in that way hack other people again.
0: Yeah, and you're mentioning clicking the link. So, so um, uh, training your people and making them aware of of the the most basic uh, things, like uh, having two-factor uh, authentication and not clicking uh, suspicious documents or or weird links. I guess there's
1: there's it 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 awareness helps, but technical measures help as well. Yeah. Um, it used to be that that I think we should stop. Calling people who fall for this stupid, uh, because the criminals are getting better as well. Yeah, there's very convincing. Um, obviously, um, the emails about the Nigerian prince that's that's <laughs> that's sleeping on his bed of money yeah, and, and yeah, is about yeah. to die. Um, <laughs> yeah, that 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 message is deliberately unbelievable because if you're you're willing to believe something, you're an easy target, and that's yes. that's the pre-selection. Uh, but phishing emails can be very convincing. And and I don't think you can. Um, so, so I think you, we also need to look at technical measures. Yeah. Uh, because um, we're getting to the point where where it's going to be really hard to distinguish spam, uh, phishing email from uh, legitimate email. Well, and um, there's doc, a Docu DocuSign is, is is an example. They they now know how to make near perfect replicas of, of DocuSign messages. Um same happens with other uh, other kinds of messages. Uh, they know how to replicate these things. Yeah, and I, so,
0: I, I'm getting um, messages on my phone, and this is just me being a consumer uh, f- uh, that that are very similar to track and trace uh, messages from 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 the main parcel carriers saying uh, something's wrong with your package. Uh, click here and they will just you know they will they will have an an email address that almost looks like uh yeah. the, the 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 original uh, address
1: yeah so so, so it, it does help um i i think people talk about awareness um is there no awareness around i think there are still companies who are in denial you yes. think that ransomware um that they're not interesting enough for a criminal uh, you don't have to be interested enough enough for everybody else. You just have to be interesting enough for yourself. Yeah. Um, If your answer to the question, can I live with every, can can I continue to operate? No, I, I invite them to think about the darkest scenario. Yeah. What would happen if today you weren't able to use your computer and smartphone? And if the answer to that question is, I can't run my business without them, then you're interested enough to be ransomed. Yeah, <laughs> so that's, but that's almost, if, almost and, everybody. And even if you're not interested enough to get ransomed, then still, if you're... Um, if it, yeah, it's like walking around on the streets at night with your wallet sticking out of your uh, yeah. out, out, out of your pocket. Yeah. Even if the wallet is empty, somebody will see an opportunity and grab your wallet. Yeah. Now, so, it might not hurt too bad that you lost an empty wallet, yeah, but you're still going to be a victim, and once they're in, it's a hard job to getting them out again. Getting them out, yeah.
0: Okay, so now, um, so uh, I've patched my systems, uh, I've trained my people, I've separated uh, critical systems from non-critical system. I've done almost anything uh, imaginable, but these guys are getting really good, and now they're in. Yeah, they're, uh, and we don't know how, but now they're in. So, so what do I do then? Or what? Or maybe what should I have done before they were in?
1: Yeah. So, so I think the first thing to realize is that even if you take all the measures, uh, that's not a guarantee that you'll never be a victim. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, it's basically like it can happen to everybody, but the lazy first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and that's that that that's true. But you can do everything, still get hacked. And then I think the the the, the really, um, yeah. Then then. To then I would say plan for it. Yeah. Plan for the eventuality. So that means having your backup strategy in order, things mm-hmm. like that. Uh, but also um, be ready to have that negotiation. And um, these guys hire professional negotiators. Maybe you should too. Because yeah. um, I, I know heartbreaking stories of of companies that that are family companies where uh dad started the the business with with horse and carriage and now they have a fleet of, of 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 i don't know how many trucks um it's hard to stay rational when your life's work is at risk
0: oh yeah i can imagine um
1: and the easiest person to do a negotiation with as a counterpart is an emotional person. Yeah. Because he's willing to do everything to, to get through the nightmare. It makes you really pliable. Yeah. Um, incident response is something that that takes practice to be good at. Um, and I wish nobody, uh, yeah, I, I, ho- I, I hope that nobody has that practice. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a bit like the fire department. Putting out the fire takes practice. Takes, yes. Um, and we can't all be firemen. No. So um, look for your digital firemen. Look for the people who, uh, and get a retainer with them. Get a company that's, that's willing to have your back if, if that's, uh, that's happening. If you're a bigger company, maybe your IT security, part- IT security department can do this for you. But for smaller companies, this is specialist work. Uh, see if you can get a retainer. Uh, maybe get an insurance to cover this for you because that's, that's the good thing about an insurance. Then you don't pay yeah. up front, but you, you pay, pay a small fee and they can help you with, uh, with getting these people in. Yeah, and make sure you can recover. Uh, Murphy's Law says that if something can happen at some point or another, it yeah, will. Yeah, it will, yeah. Um, so make sure you can recover um it's easier to negotiate saying we'll get you your data back yeah i can get my data back myself from uh from from, from a backup uh, unfortunately uh, nowadays they do double extortion so they say if you don't pay we'll will if you pay we will give you your data back and we won't publish it yeah um so there is some embarrassment there and there's still an incentive to pay they're they're cunning i, I, I would say clever but i think cunning is the yeah, better it's word yeah be- is a better word yeah um but it is being prepared, having making sure you have a secondary site, or making sure you have a plan to restore your business in case this happens to you, hmm. because it might. Um, so, uh, Frank, thanks for explaining uh, uh, what people can
0: do to prepare and and what the the biggest uh, threats are, uh, and and also what they can do uh, when they get hacked, uh, and how to prepare for that event. Um, What I would like uh, to ask you as a final question is um, what are we looking at in terms of the future? Um, We have Industry 4.0 with companies putting sensors in all sorts of uh, equipment like um, uh, CMA is putting a uh, a tracking sensor in all of their containers, um, which means all of their containers are connected. Uh, We have drone delivering packages, there's all sorts of robots operating inside and outside of buildings um what are we looking at from a from a cybersecurity point of view
1: yeah so so you see that 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 with those technologies our reliance on 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 the information technology and yeah. uh, just like our reliance on on logistics has increased our reliance on information uh, has increased as well um but it also increases the attack surface so so um what how do you target your companies? We don't target our companies. We find, find a gap somewhere and then you follow it and see where it leads. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to do uh, Industry 4.0, if you're going to connect your your OT to your IT, and, and there's a world to win by connecting OT and IT, uh, but there's also a world to lose. Yeah. Because right now, uh, the reason that Colonial Pipeline shut down when they had a ransomware attack was not because the systems operating the valves and operating the actual mm-hmm. pipeline were ransomed, but the risk of those systems getting ransomed and they shut down operations as a precaution. Yeah. Um, if you integrate your your administrative processes with what's actually happening in the field, which mm-hmm. is which is part of what industry 4.0 is it also means that it's easier to really get into those primary processes. Yeah. Um, so you might see instead of your data being held ransom,ed it's actually primary process that's being held ransom. Um, could be that an energy grid of a of, of a country is at some point being ransomed. Um. And uh, that's something you don't want. Now there are good ways to separate. Uh, to make sure that you can still get the data from the OT world and bring that into the IT world without introducing those risks. Mm -hmm. But it takes a lot of careful thought and planning. Um, Basically realize that when you're doing this, you are becoming, uh, that, that, that you're taking the step from being a logistics company that has IT to an IT company that, has a logistics process. Um, and you should put your environment together like that. Talk to specialists, talk to companies who do this to to prevent this risk and really put thought into this. Um, and it may now sound very bleak, but I think there's, there is a world to win. Uh, we've run projects um, in the supply chain world where we were able to... Uh, reduce water wastage in in some processes mm-hmm. we were able to reduce uh, to optimize supply chains to increase production by simply reading out sensors that were already there and integrating them with with stuff that's in the administration yeah uh, or just by simply making them visible on the floor there's a world to win uh for the for the world for uh, for profit but also to to reduce waste and uh and, and carbon emissions and and stuff like that um but you have to keep your head at it and and realize that cybersecurity is part of that game great
0: uh well thank you very much um and you're you were talking about an it company having logistics processes then so maybe i need to N- name the podcast. Does it matter? <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm sure that your your answer to that question is yes as well. Hell yes, <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: uh, Frank. Thank you very much for being a guest on this show and uh, and educating us on uh, on cybersecurity. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Does Logistics Matter. For more on trends and innovations in supply chain and logistics, visit our blog on logisticsmatter.com. If you want to be a guest on this podcast, please send an email to podcast at logisticsmatter.com. This podcast was produced by Dimitri Vleugel. The music is based on a sample by Ruggerman and produced by Michael Spengler. This episode was supported by schuberg Phyllis. Schuberg-Fillis delivers mission-critical IT services that address the needs and priorities across different industries, including logistics and infrastructure. For more information, visit... Schubergfillis dot com that's S C H U B E R G P H I L I S dot com.